You are now tuned in with Conservative Patriot Nation, and tonight we have a fantastic guest speaker. Before we get to the show, I would like to recognize a couple of our sponsors. I'd like to re recognize My Pillow and Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell has been a force in this Patriot movement. He's been doing a lot of great things, and all the slings and arrows that are being thrown at him is not stopping him for fighting and standing up for our freedoms. And if you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code CPNN, you can get up to 66% off your purchase. And last but not least, I'd like to recognize the late, great Dr. Zelenko, a guy that really fought the fight during the pandemic a guy that saved a lot of lives, a guy that left us bullets to fight against bioweapons. And if you go to zstack.com and use promo code CPN, you can get up to 5% off your purchase. And now we'll get into the show. From a childhood playing at the White House, to the countless scars of having babies ripped away. Strengthened by God, I would like to present to you, Megan Walsh. Megan, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me again. It's good to be back and thanks for everyone for, uh, excuse me, thanks everyone for joining tonight. We are honored, and it's always a pleasure to have you joining us here on Conservative Patriot Nation Network. Um, you've been a good friend. Um, I enjoy the conversations that we have. I love your spirit. I love your strength. Um, there's not too many people that could keep a strengthened spirit when so much darkness is just trying to tear down a person. So I, I really, I really honor that within you and I appreciate to be able to call you a friend. Uh, well, you know what the honor's mine, Mike, honestly, we, I have to agree with you. I love, I love talking and I love the, the friendship that we've developed and, and several others here um, that, that constantly support you and, and that, you know, it's great that we all come together and are able to do this kind of stuff. I just, I think it's really awesome. Um, you know, and, and yeah, there's a lot going on and, and there's a lot that's come at me as, as many know, I've lost everything and in, including my children, uh, to, for the truth and, and to, uh, you know, to come out and address corruption and, and really, uh, you know, the horrific topic of child trafficking. Um, I never thought I never even watched, you know, scary movies guys, to be honest, uh, and this is a really uh, more of a nightmare than than anyone could come up with for a film. I'll, I'll have to say that. But, you know, a lot is coming out. We've uh, we've all been through a lot over the last couple of years and, you know, things are coming together. So I'm very hopeful, uh, you know, for where things are going. And I hope everyone had a great new year. I guess I should say that uh, as well before we get into things. But, um, yeah, I guess tonight I just you know, we were talking about me coming back on and, and, you know, we've had some connections uh, come together regarding the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, the International Center uh, for Missing Exploited Children as well, as, as I've talked about on here before. 
Um, and I guess I, I was just going to go over some of that stuff uh, for the viewers tonight or the listeners, uh, especially with the latest Balenciaga uh, issue come up and people start realizing, I guess, as everyone says, the normies, uh, you know, that kind of helping to wake them up and, and raise some red flags for people who, you know, have, have maybe in the prior years kind of said, oh, this is conspiracy theory or oh, these crazy conservatives and the, you know, drinking baby's blood and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think people are realizing that it's not as crazy as uh, it's been made out to be so that we laugh it off or we ignore it. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I thought I'd bring bring some characters uh, tonight to the uh, to the the drawing board regarding the National Center and our our issue of global child trafficking. Absolutely, and uh, like I said, I'm going to give you the floor, so if you can provide us with like any updates and anything that you want to expose, because I know you have a you've been doing a lot of um, digging yourself as you kind of awakened which got you um well once you awaken and the monsters are aware that you're awakened you know they'll make your life a living hell so whatever you want to expose whatever you want to drop any updates the floor is yours and i do not want to take any of your time oh thanks mike um well all of that is real i gotta say so um you know, I've been I've been steady moving forward. There has been, you know, consistent retaliation, um, you know, trying to get back on your feet or work and do things like that is is very difficult, especially for people that are dealing with child protective services. Um, you know, many are covering that and how it really consumes your life and, and just becomes a, a literal nightmare. Um, so, you know, the update on that is I'm chugging along. I finished the case plan, uh, for Esther, for my beautiful baby girl. We are just praying if everyone could please just keep praying that she comes home soon. They really don't have anything left, uh, that they can keep her, uh, for. So she's about seven months old now, and it's just been, um, you know, really no one's abused her in her life except for the system. So, and the people doing this. Um, but, you know, we have we've fought through it, as I said earlier, before we you know started the show, um, I've got some amazing advocates this time on the case um, with me. Uh, Pamela Olson is uh, the founder of uh, Save Our Children, as well as Sylvia Beachy with uh, Rescue the Fosters, who uh, you guys have had on here before. Um, and uh, Jack Pendergrass, my amazing Maximus expert and a dear, dear friend, um, and some others behind the scenes uh, that have started, you know, we've, we've got a great little group going where we've got our research, we've got the case stuff going on and working towards that with some paralegals as well. Um, you know, so we're, we're just trying to push forward. Again, my children were TPR'd. Uh, my my older three children, they did terminate my parental rights. Um, I have not seen my children uh, in over four months now. My son Arlo turned, uh, excuse me, he had his birthday uh, the other day and it was just really, really hard. Um, my parents aren't allowed, they aren't responding to anything as they have done this entire time since the day they took my children 
um, just silent treatment, ignoring me, uh, literally pretending like I'm dead. Um, so that's been that's been very hard, and and I will not stop fighting. We've you know, as many know, I filed a federal case uh, in federal court the same day as Trump did, actually in the same court. Uh, I didn't know that that was that that was going on when I did it, but I I did, and I think that that's kind of fun. Um, we will be revisiting that case. Uh, it got dismissed due to just a technicality. I was missing one document, of course. Uh, and that's at the time when they were taking my five-day-old baby. So uh, they dismissed it with the the, the ability to reopen it. Um, and and we've got some other things that we're working on just to uh, handle and move my my three children's case up the line so that we can really correct the record and show the fraud and and try to get them home as well. Um, CPS has done a little bit of retaliation and. And actually, I was mentioning, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. Yeah, I did earlier uh, before the, sorry guys, I'm getting over a cold too, so you'll have to forgive me. I've been going nonstop and and uh, it's been a lot. But we are raising funds right now um, for a lawyer for a certain thing that, that DCF has done and, and um, you know, are, are trying to charge me with for speaking out. I will not stop speaking out. Um, you know, for our children and for people to understand what this system really is. I'm not doing anything malicious against the system. Um, you know, we need to all drop the pride and realize that it's not serving. The statistics are out. People are seen across this country, you know, foster parents, CPS workers, um, police officers, you know, all of this all coming out involved in some sort of, you know, exploitation or, um, even worse of our children. So we need to lift the blinders and, you know, kind of start realizing what's there. So we are raising money um, for an attorney. I had to raise 5000 immediately, you know, yesterday. That's what they always tell you in, in all these situations, of course. We got, uh, we've raised 2000 uh, 500 I believe. We've raised about 2500 and we're still trying to raise the rest of that as soon as possible. I've been nervous and in terror every single day. Um, my freedom is everything to me. And, um, you know, it's it's very hard in this game. I, I hate to be skirting around the issues, guys, because I don't want, I, there's certain things I can't say. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared. We've got a, a hearing on the 11th, and I just need everyone to pray. Um, as well as, you know, at the end, I'll give my uh, donation information and things like that if you feel so inclined to skip your cup of coffee in the morning or something like that to uh, to help us get this um, attorney retainer. It's just been, it's been horrendous. Anyways, um, so that's that. And uh, I wish I had better news, but it is great news that, you know, we finished the case plan and even CPS is having to talk about reunification and um, you know, the last steps for the baby. So we're going to stay in that light and I, I'll, I'll end that part of things there. But uh, it's just it's just heartbreaking. It's even hard to talk about. So um, on to the next part of it, I guess, would be again back to that child, that wonderful child trafficking that we know uh, is also real in our country and in our world. But yet we don't identify and we don't talk about it and um, you know, we leave it up to the people actually doing it. 
to solve it for us. So um, we've been doing some reveals. I was on Ann Vandersteel and uh, some other podcasts this week. Um, I was on Foxhole with Sean Anon and um, and and some other guys and and Pamela, and it was just really amazing. Um, I had like a four or five hour uh, podcast we did. And that was really great. So it's getting out and, and people more and more talking, as we all know here. Uh, so so we're just going to keep pushing forward. Um, but again, back to the Balenciaga and the child trafficking stuff. We've had that. I, I'm sure you guys talked about it here when that was going on and coming out, um, which really brought up, you know, the world of fashion and uh, who these people really are and, uh, you know, more pointing out that this is a lifestyle for them um, more than anything else. You know, when we have pedophiles and we have NAMBLA, the North American Man Boy Lovers Association, and we have these different, uh, you know, maps, minor attracted people, and and those going for the uh, lowering of the age of consent and things like that, you know, we need to be really looking at who they're connected to and, and, and realizing that this is a lifestyle for them. This is an ideology. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not some perversion to them. They see this as normal on how children should be raised and how society should be run. So, um, I last week did a little bit of a dig on a gentleman. I like to bring names. So, um, I would like everyone to look into Jeff Coons, actually. I'll, I'll be talking about him tonight um, and then bring it in a little bit with the National Center and the other big names that, that connect as we go. But Jeff Coons is, uh, is an artist. He is an American pop artist. And he is um, the only, I guess, how, do you, how would they word it? He sold the uh, most expensive, his art has gone for the most money as any living artist currently now. He topped the last one, and uh, we'll get into to what, what gave him that accolade uh, in a little bit. But people will know him from his artwork, uh, from the, the artwork that's very metallic and looks like um, blow-up uh, balloon animals and different things from, uh, you know, like clowns. You know, they do the blow-up animals and things like that. He has a blow-up dog. Um, he also has a big chrome rabbit that he did, and, and again, we'll talk about that. But I just want people to understand that he's a pop artist uh, in America. Uh, he's originally from the Washington, D.C. crowd uh, of artists and art scene there, which Washington, D.C. being very political, that's a, that's a very interesting, um, you know, circle there when I, I'm actually an artist originally and, and with degrees and all of that. And about a week out of college, I did a large show, art show for the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, uh, where I donated a, a piece that's on permanent display there that I did a large installation piece. And um, I had the rest of my artwork uh, that I had done at that time um, for a fundraiser. And I had sold about six paintings or so. I know we're all familiar with Hunter Biden. Uh, and his art venture um, and, and the high prices that were paid for his uh, ridiculous quote-unquote pop art. So again, there's this notion coming back up again, pop art. And uh, Kuhn's art is very groomy. It's very appealing to children. It has very hypnotic 
uh, qualities to it. Uh, it's all reflective, as I mentioned earlier. So that's that's very interesting when we're talking in terms of um, you know MK Ultra, uh, hypnosis, uh, these influential players, and what they believe in. Um, so Jeff Koons is very close with Marina Ambrovich. Um, he, uh, he also is close with Hillary Clinton. Um, and from his DC days, he was in a love triangle with Alifantes and David Brock. So these people are all connected. Um, um, you know, I think the country and the masses that want to turn the other cheek really want to say, oh, you think that everybody or all these people think that everyone's this and that, and it's everybody. This is, this is a very, this is about 3% we're talking about. This is a very small excuse me, a circle of people. This isn't everybody crazy. Oh, you know, yeah, everyone's eating babies. No, this is 3% of our population that can we call elites or whatnot. And these people all know each other. It is a club. It is a cult. They have ways that they live. They have ways that they raise their children. And they have, and it's all, you know, we, we worship that we raise these people up as idols. So we don't question what they're doing. Um, and I think a lot of people have had to start realizing that, especially with Kim Kardashian and her daughter wearing a gimp mask and, you know, the things that they're allowed to be, um, exposed to and that they, they witness. Um, so Jeff Coons is part of that. Um, the background behind Jeff Koons, I guess, before I get ahead of myself, um, the background with Jeff Koons is he, uh, his ex-wife actually was an ex-model, ex-porn star uh, from Eastern Europe, and they were married. He's done a lot of art. Uh, his hypnotic art is more of his uh, more recent bodies of work. But originally, he started with photography and digital and, uh, you know, also some sculpture, which which led him to where he is now. Uh, but they were of his wife and himself and in very um, sexual fantasy, Disney-like uh, settings and scenes. And, um, and she came forward, actually, when they got divorced and said, you know, he was an absolute psychopath. He expected her to do in like unhuman things in the bedroom and that she had actually walked in on him uh, naked on their bed uh, over their baby who was also naked and fondling him. Um, and she actually took the child uh, to Europe and he made a big fuss about it and made himself a victim, which led to him creating the Coons Family Foundation. Um, and he basically said that she kidnapped their child and uh, took the child to Europe, which is what, you know, is, is what we refer to here, thanks to my father in the National Center, um, as parental abduction, this term parental abduction, which has really caused a lot of problems in our society and uh, opened up a lot of loopholes for CPS and and law enforcement. But with that, uh, he was able to claim that she had, uh, you know, kidnapped the child and then he used Hague law or the Hague, uh, which is very serious over in Europe uh, to get his son back. And now that is actually how the International Center 
for missing exploited children uh, is using the system to, uh, you know, allegedly traffic children, set families up, advise uh, abusers on how to set them the protective parent up and say that they had kidnapped the child through parental abduction. Um, and then they can get their hands back on the child and actually even incarcerate the um, the other parent who actually is the victim. And that's a lot of what's happening and what my father is literally doing to me as well. Um, they tried to say that I was fleeing with my kids, that, you know, all these crazy, crazy things that are just their textbook. This is a playbook that they have. So anyways, he started this foundation, the Coons Family Foundation, based on this alleged horror that happened in his life. Really, he was molesting his son and his his own child. Um, he then gets involved with Ernie Allen, my father, and all of these players when they are developing the National Center for Missing Exploited Children. Uh, so he's very involved in that, which is, you know, we have to remember, guys, that the National Center has the world's largest child pornography database that there is. It's, it's highly protected. It's the largest. Everything gets sent there. And, um, you know, I'm wondering, and a lot of us are wondering, who exactly ha gets access to that database? Um, you know, we just had DeSanta's main donor, uh, Kent Sturman, uh, commit suicide down here in Florida in front of the post office um, and while he was under investigation for child-related, uh, you know, possibilities. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Um, and, you know, they actually through that found out that he also had a key pass to the local sheriff's department. He had a his own private key pass come and go as he pleases. So I use that as an example for people to really realize, think about, you know, when you have this power, this works on a favor system, a barter system. It's who you know, you know, the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, it really rings true for, for these people. So he got involved uh, with the center, continued to do his art uh, and whatnot, and then they start to develop the International Center for Missing Exploited Children. So that's again where he's like, now I can partake because I worked with The Hague and I got my child and, you know, all this. So he starts getting involved. And we've talked about who was also involved uh, being Richard Branson. So Sir Richard Branson, his mother Eve, uh, they were some of the, the founders of the International Center for Missing Exploited Children. And uh, he is related and associated with Nexium Sex Cult, as well as Necker Island, where I was invited uh, several times, um, and also was a founding donor to Terramar with Ghislaine Maxwell. So um, we've got, you know, Jeff Coons, He's starting with the International Center. Hillary Rodham Clinton comes in and uh, she's at the opening and, and also helping with the founding of all of this. But then we see her again with the Arts and Embassies program. And you can Google Vanity Fair. She wrote an article herself where the picture is um, of Jeff Koons getting an award and Marina Ambravovich is in the photograph and they're talking all about um, the Arts and Embassies program, which 
we know through that, that is art that is shipped around the world uh, through the embassies uh, for either collectible or, you know, museum art, these kinds of high levels of art. So, um, so what we see here is Jeff Koons. We have to understand in the art world, why was Hunter Biden's artwork being paid for at such high rates? Why did Hank Asher with Big Tech and the National Center buy my art for so much money? Um, we know about money laundering, but also when you can build a value up like Jeff Koons has, then he can't, his art will be shipped around the world, right? It will be have high regard. People will be buying it. That would not be questionable to happen. Um, so what he does is he makes this huge rabbit uh, called uh, rabbit. He literally called it, but it's a large chrome rabbit. And uh, that should spark a lot of people's ears um, if you know the bigger picture of things and adrenochrome and that kind of stuff. So he makes a big chrome rabbit that I could do an entire night just about that alone. But um, Steve Mnuchin's father actually is a billionaire who bought it through Christie's auction house for $91.1 million, a chrome rabbit. Um, and he actually gifted it to, um, oh gosh, a, a Cohen. Uh, he gifted it to him. So another billionaire, they're trading this art back and forth. Um, that they're purchasing through Christie's. Well, if you look, like I mentioned before, you look at Jeff Koon's other art, it is life-size figures of himself, his wife, and then also he does these pieces of children, figurines of children. So if you have this high you know, value and this high influence and respect and, and you know, name, if you will, and you're involved with the arts and embassies program and you can ship art anywhere in the world that you'd like and because it's such high-end art and it's so sacred and you know we can't have anything ruin it or break it it's barely inspected when it goes through if in, if inspected at all if you look at the regulations and protocol for art being shipped through the embassies there really is no oversight to that um, which is very alarming when you have an artist, again, creating. So people really ask, oh, how would they be shipped? How do people not know? You know, well, what if you're an artist that's making art of children and figures and humans um, and it's wrapped up and boxed? You know, that, that makes it a lot easier. Um, just, just throwing things out there. Um, so we've got them all working together. Uh, in the arts and embassies, he's doing this rabbit and these different this different artwork. He also then goes into um, uh, there was a race car done with Jeff Koons that benefited the National Center. He's got NFTs to the moon, which I still don't understand to be honest. Um, going on, he did do a virtual um, project, a virtual reality project with. Abramovic and um, Gates and some other of his buddies. So my point here is, is just giving a brief overview of how he is involved with all, all of these people know each other. They all work on projects together. They all get involved in different foundations or, um, you know, committees or different things like that all together. Um, and then we've got, of course, L Brands. <clears throat> when we bring it back to the fashion, we've got Balenciaga. We've got L Brands, which is less 
Wexner, I'll remind everyone, uh, which is the limited Victoria's Secret and all of that. Uh, he then gave Epstein, you know, power of attorney so that he could go and work on his charitable, um, you know, philanthropy work and his charitable endeavors, uh, which one of them is donating to the National Center for Missing Exploited Children as well. Um, and then, of course, we've got my parents in the center giving Hunter Biden an award uh, and honoring, you know, in honor of his brother and their children's foundation, which has been very much rumored to be a front or a money laundering situation as well. Um, and for me, it comes down to being concerned about, OK, at this point, we have all these nefarious players. There's no way that John Walsh and these heads of, you know, Secret Service and everybody do not know that these people are shady. And yet here they all are connected to a, a foundation, mind you, just a nonprofit that is treated like it's the authority on every child issue, every child, every everything in this country. It's never questioned. And um, it's not. It's a simple nonprofit. So, um, you know, what it what why is this happening? You know, we, we all know here that I like to ask questions. You know, why is this happening? Why has this been allowed? Um, you know, this is art. This is the art world, fashion world, politics um, and children all coming together. Who has the digital rights of management over the child porn database that they have? Um, who who does the oversight? Who's over them to ensure that they're doing what's right? Um, who again has access to this? Is this a pay-to-play um, you know scenario where here's an entire database of children all over the world? And again, who has the access to that? The National Center has a floor in Alexandria in their headquarters uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, that is dedicated to. Uh, you know, they have they have employees that watch child porn all day long uh, for the database and they say how horrible and they have to have extra therapists on hand and they have to have uh, quiet spaces for them and, and all of this. And these are not government employees. These are not, you know, why don't we have a government agency? We've got every A, B, C, Z, F and G uh, alpha soup agency that we could possibly come up with and why is a nonprofit then handling such serious I mean this is these are serious serious matters here and um, you know those are just questions that really really need to be asked because the donors are all connected to nefarious players or you know real issues like Airbnb or uh, Facebook TikTok. Uh, ring camera, life touch, you know, we've got, they've got life touch donating, which uploads our children's school pictures to another database. Um, so, you know, I, I just, you know, that that's really kind of what I was going to bring to the table tonight. Um, as far as, I mean, I could keep going with the connections, but I think we've really covered stuff um, previously. And I'd like to open it up for people to be able to talk or ask questions. But, you know, this really is all connected. Um, you know, we've got, I guess I'll give a, a breakdown real quick towards the end. 
Um, again, we've got the National Center with Jeff Koons, a, an alleged pedophile and involved in shipping art and very disgusting things. Um, I actually, oh, I forgot, sorry guys. I forgot um, about two weeks ago, I believe I was, you know, doing my little investigative research that I like to do. And I went on the, um, the Hunter Biden laptop and I was looking up some different names and actually found an incredible email from Harvey Weinstein to Hunter where it's talking about, and this is a great example of the money laundering and the camaraderie and I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Um, and how they are all connected and how they love dinner parties. So this email is saying, you know, Hunter, this is the last time I'm going to bug you uh, about Hillary's campaign or something along those lines. Uh, myself, Jeff Coons and Gagosian have decided that um, Jeff is going to take one of his pieces of art, the gazing ball, and he is going to make 40 prints of it. Now guys, that's literally just making copies of your piece of artwork, okay? So he's gonna make 40 prints of, of this piece of art he's done, and he's going to sell each one for $50,000, and uh, the three of us are going to throw a dinner party uh, we'd love for you to come. We'd love for you to buy one. And all of the proceeds will go to Hillary's campaign. So if you add that up, that's about $2.2 million um, from deciding, you know, I was an artist, guys. I could take one of mine and uh, say I want to make a print of it and sell it for $50,000. Again, because he had gotten that value already. His buddies and his friends have built him up to be in that position to help them then launder money, help them raise funds for their buddies or for themselves when they need it and things like that. So that was a very uh, interesting email to find. And then also looking into Gagosian, uh, people will be appalled if they actually look up the Gagosian Museum and uh, or gallery, excuse me, and who this gentleman is and the art that he has. He has uh, artists doing figurines of children that are hybrid children and um, just very, very disturbing. And, and this is the way that these people think. This is what they imagine. This is what they're attracted to. Um, and it's all very fun for them. Uh, I was in it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we've got We've got all of that going on. We've got Les Wexner, like I said, and, and all of that. Also, we can't forget Peter Nygaard. That's where fashion again comes in. So, you know, we're seeing art. We're seeing fashion. Peter Nygaard, for those who uh, aren't familiar, is, is in the Bahamas. Again, Victoria's Secret. He was getting models and using models and, and trafficking that way. His son actually got one of the models to come forward and come out about it. Um, and then we know also that my father's background is originally in the Bahamas and his stomping grounds and, and, uh, and all the things that went on back and forth between, uh, Paradise Island back in the days and, uh, Hollywood, Florida. So, um, I would have to do a much longer, um, you know, kind of talk on breaking those all down. But, um, you know, I just wanted to give people again, something to, whatever resonated tonight to kind of look into for yourself or, you know, ask questions about and, 
Um, but tonight I just really wanted people to realize how the, the racket kind of works and, and the new name of Jeff Koons, because he really does tie uh, most all of this together, even music. I mean, Jay-Z had, you know, his big blow up dog uh, for one of his concerts. And, and you know, there's Jay-Z with Marina Ambravovich as well again. And, um, you know, now Jeff Koons' son actually is following in his footsteps. So that also shows, you know, generational stuff. Uh, same with my brother and and uh, children of celebrities or elites. So that's my little overview for tonight, guys. Nothing, like I said, I apologize. I'm just getting over a cold, but I think that it's really important for people to start looking at the names and start questioning, uh, you know, these databases and the power that we give uh, people. We just had a great uh, podcast or uh, the other night, excuse me, with Mary Flynn O'Neill, General Flynn's um, sister. And uh, I'm about to talk with Liz Crokin uh, this coming week, hopefully. And uh, like I said, I was just on Ann Vandersteel again. And uh, we've got Nino coming up again. You know, I'm, I'm revisiting and going around the circuit again, I guess. Everyone is, is wonderful to ask me to come back and, and give updates and and I think we're moving in the right direction, especially with, you know, the country really realizing what CPS is and how it, it really is tearing our families apart. This is domestic terrorism um, on our families and our children. And, you know, we can't just we can't just get caught up in this Epstein list and, you know, Maxwell, when is she going to, you know, reveal stuff and all that? I mean, these I'm telling you who the main players are. I'm telling you. Um, you know, names that would not be on those flight logs even, um, but that are out in the open and, and that are connected as, as we all well know. So, um, you know, I guess, I guess we could open it up for commentary and questions or anything like that. I'm just, we're chilling tonight. So. Absolutely. And thank you for all that information. Um, one thing I did want to bring up and uh get your take on you know as as the world's going in heavy research on many things as the rabbit hole goes deep you know um it's said that with those that ship art there's like next to nothing of security checks on those containers so could that be a way to do nefarious shipping under the guides of artwork Absolutely, Mike. And and I think that that's what people need to realize about the elites and politicians. And when you are put on any sort of platform whatsoever, because the people are the ones that are actually allowing this and enabling it with the enamoring and the, you know, worship of false idols and all of this, they are allowed to do it. You know, we they take our tax money to do it. Um, and shipping is, is definitely a very easy way with that access. You know, it's just like private planes when you're, you know, I used to fly, we would fly if we wanted to from here to, you know, Montana to go skiing. There was no security check. There's no anything like that. I mean, even to my own father, uh, you know, before Adam went missing, he was his, his boss, John Monahan at the Diplomat Hotel was a known Irish mob cleanup guy and drug trafficker. They had planes that they were gutting 
the seats out of and and taking them back and forth. So I know I'm I'm getting bigger than just your question on shipping, but people need to realize that yeah, there is not oversight when you're on that level. You know, the security guards, the the personnel, everyone, oh, it's it's so and so. Yes, of course, go right through. Oh, thank you for everything. Oh, I love you in that movie, you know, or thanks for the work you do and you go right through. Yeah, you know, it was mind blowing. We had Mary Fanning on here, which uh, she was part of that report with uh, Mike Lindell on Frank's speech, you know, showing how our votes was coming from America to other countries and then coming back, how they were fixing the vote. And mm -hmm. she was dropping a lot of intel, like on how Obama, he was selling our ports to people overseas. And mm -hmm. I knew our. Mm -hmm our military wasn't happy about it because it's, it's kind of like, you know, a national security. Um, that, yeah. that really opened up my eyes. I never knew nothing about that. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, uh, you know, that's the thing is that it's not that everyone is raping children. It's that, you know, yes, there is, that is real and election fraud is real. Um, but, you know, there are certain people that are behind the scenes and, and making sure that, that happens, like passing policy like that. And, and that opens up a very concerning thing. But why would the public question that? You know, why, if they don't know, how are they going to question? And the way that it's proposed when things are leaked out to the public are not, you know, it's not obviously, oh, we're shipping in people and children. You know, no one's going to tell you that. So, you know, it becomes this whole thing. We had DeSantis do the whole stuff with the ports down here and people were concerned about it. Um, so, I mean, it, that, that is a real thing that, that we need to. Also election, you brought up the election stuff as well real quick. And, and that again goes back to big tech. And, and if people think that, you know, there's never been election fraud, I mean, that's, that's quite naive with all due respect. Um, you know, Hank Asher, my dad's buddy that we talk about, the ex-drug trafficker turned big tech guy um, who created LexisNexis and uh, Matrix. He was involved with uh, the Jeb Bush election fraud uh, down in Florida back in the day, the last time the state was red, actually, um, before DeSantis now again. So, um you know, and that and that was involved with, you know, doing messing with data regarding uh, convicts, ex-cons and, and who could vote and, and, you know, mess stuff. So it's been around. We're just now, you know, addressing it and realizing it. And some people still want to, you know, argue that that's not an issue. And, and it's not a it's not a partisan issue. We need to make sure that our elections are without fraud. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are one people and uh, we are the 99%. And as much as we can keep exposing information is the more that we are going to start putting cement in that crack that divides us because uh, mm -hmm. that's their biggest, that's their biggest threat and they don't want that. Oh, yeah. And I think that everyone's really been on the politicians and stuff like that for a long time realizing and and that's why I was really happy to, you know, talk about, you know, the other side, the art, music, fashion kind of stuff, because that's really what influences us and, and what's pushed out to us. And 
And people really do need to start realizing and looking into who those people are. Everyone's done such a great job digging into politicians and and different things. And, and a lot of people have, you know, regarding Hollywood. But, you know, when we need to start digging into the people that are behind the scenes. The art world is the the elite art world, I should say, is is something that people should really be concerned about. You will see a lot of Satanism outright, um, you know, and, and things like that. So it's just time to be looking in other areas so that we can understand this overall picture, I guess. Absolutely. Um, if you don't have anything else, we can definitely get into Q&A if you'd like. Yeah, we can do that. All right, if anyone has a question for Megan or would like to speak to Megan, if you press the middle button, we can see your hand raised and we will call on you in order. All right, if no one raises their hand. Oh. Lynn Brown, your mic is unmuted. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, Megan, I was just wondering if your dad was still alive. Hey, Lynn, thank you. Um, you know, that's interesting that you asked me that. I've, I've been wondering that uh, myself. I, I have not seen or heard from him uh, in some months. You know, I've, I'd had a sighting here and there because of the court proceedings, but now that that's done they're actually um adopting my two boys behind my back um but uh you know i i don't know his twitter which you know everyone needs to know they don't tweet they have teams that do that every celebrity has a team that tweets for them or interns um my brother and my father have not tweeted since november 17th um so i'm i'm really not sure to be honest lynn um, I just hear different things, you know, as a matter of fact, I think I heard somebody talking about your father today and, and a little bit of his history and, and how he got started with America's Most Wanted. And mm-hmm. I just didn't know, you know, of course, if, if the White Hats had taken him or, you know, what, you know, mm-hmm. if he was playing a role or if you just, if you knew anything yeah. Well, I mean, we did. I've been saying for the past couple of years that he's not been himself. I didn't really see him a lot during Corona. And that's when we were, you know, having our falling outs. And I was speaking up about the abuse and things and, and researching, asking questions. So things got weird. Um, but we did actually find an AARP article. Um, Mike Pack, the Hollywood reporter, he actually found an AARP article that was about deep brain stimulation. Uh, surgery and and their procedure through the Mayo Clinic, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> and uh, and it was all about John Walsh right there. John Walsh and uh, his his new brain, and he's had deep brain stimulation procedure and all of this going on, which you know we see the effects of it and and possible side effects being aggression and and changes in personality and mood 
uh, different things. So that opens up a lot of other, you know, if you were to use it for nefarious reasons, that's, I mean, that's a very concerning thing right there. And that actually answers a lot of questions uh, or things that didn't add up for me and my gut. So I, I'm sorry, I don't have a better, more direct answer for you, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm in this with everybody <laughs> too, you know. Yeah, I'm very sorry that, you know, you had to, to, to go through that and, and everything that we have learned um, about the different people involved in all of this has just been um, hard to take. I mean, you know, to, to rationalize yeah. it. And I remember growing up and watching him and hoping that he would find this person and that person, and, yeah. you know to yeah. be to be to hear everything that has come out about him has just been shocking yeah yeah it, it's you know it's hard for a lot of people it's hard for me I, I think that people don't realize that um you know the day that i get my children back is going to be an absolutely amazing day i don't know what i'll do but it's also, you know, it also means that my parents are found out, you know, or that it's out or that they at least are realized for lying about this and, and taking my children, even in the least uh, bit of it. Um, so that's that's a really horrific thing um, for me, the position that I that I have to be in. But again, we're we're at war here and I am here to save our children and protect our children. And I forgive and love my parents, but if they are part of this and have been part of it, um, then they need to, you know, they need to answer to that and, and God's wrath is great. So, um, yeah. well, well, thank you for, for what you're doing. And um, I heard you on a, a podcast <clears throat> probably a year and a half ago when you were on uh, Charlie Ward and it was amazing. So thank you for oh, what you're doing and um, we'll keep you in our prayers. Thank you, Lynn. God bless you. Thank you so much. And, and next up is your favorite, favorite fan, Kelly. <laughs> What's up, girl? Hey, you know, I'm going to... I'm going to always ask this question because it just blows my mind. Me and my girlfriend, we talk about this once while even. Okay, about that, you know, your brother Adam and how you, anyway, have you heard from him and have you done another test? Because that's just craziness, you know, how it got lost. Can you give us an update mm -hmm. on him? Yeah, um, I actually reached out to him uh, probably about a month ago now. And, you know, I had been in touch with him. Um, we had him in a, a nursing home. Actually, I, I've had him in there for over a year now, as I've, I've mentioned before. Um, I've, I've had him hiding to keep him safe. Um, but he actually hasn't had his phone. He, we, I've only been able to get in touch with him through uh, Facebook Messenger. So I did reach out um, a couple weeks ago. I hadn't heard back from him, so I was really worried, actually. I haven't heard from my parents. I haven't heard from... Lily, Adam, nothing. Uh, so I did actually talk to another person, um, an advocate who actually has his contact. I, I gave his contact to them so that they could help me uh, check in on him and things. And they did say that they had talked to him about two weeks ago. He had been sick and, and was getting better. Um, 
you know, I really have been focused on, you know, getting my children back and staying alive, <laughs> to be honest. No, I got um, and so, you know, I know people want me to do the test. I know, and I, and I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. It's just, I'm, I'm really trying to get my children back. And I have, I've had questions about who this person is from the beginning. I mean, if anyone thinks back, I've never once said, you know, this is Adam or anything like that. I've, I've allowed him to tell his story. I gave him connections that if he wanted to, you know, use their platforms to tell his story, um, to do that and that I would support, you know, him coming out about his story. I wasn't there for any of it. So I can't, you know, that's everyone knows how I am at this point. You know, we stick to the logistics. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm open to do it again in the future. It's just there's there's a lot going on right now, to be honest. So I know that sounds weird. <laughs> but it's, No, it's you're good. I was just curious. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Yeah, no. My parents should be running to try and get a DNA test. They've got enough people and enough money and whatever <laughs> else. Yeah, girl. You know, if I spent 40 years grabbing my chest and crying, saying, you know, my poor son, and I found out that anybody could possibly be him, I'd be, I wouldn't be taking my daughter's kids. I'd be running to my own. <clears throat> If anybody else has a question, if you press the middle button, we can see your hand raise and call you in order. Looks like they might be letting you off easy tonight, Megan. I, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, I get an easy night tonight. It's because I'm sick. No. <laughs> well, I mean... I'm I'm on here, and and if people have questions for me or anything, or think of stuff after, they can. They're more than welcome to reach out, um, you know. And and I'll be back. So there's no there's no problem. And Megan, could you? Uh, oh, holy crap! Um, the hands just came in, and I don't know which was in order, so. I see Tina, Tammy, and Curtis, and I'm just going to go in that order. And Tina, you're up. Tammy, you're on deck. Hey, Megan. Hey, um, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. Um, I think I might have missed it, or maybe you said it in another um, uh, session, but I was wondering why your parents have taken the children from you. Uh, well, my children, my parents took my children from me because I started speaking out um, and questioning the National Center and their involvement with child trafficking uh, and, and other things. So they, uh, yes, when you're in this and you are born into it and you start speaking out, uh, they take things from you. They take your whole life from you. So they, they did that. They took my home. They took my children uh and have you know had the local sheriffs participate in retaliation and and more thank you um it's just amazing everything i've learned over the last few years so god bless you and i wish you the best of luck oh thank you so much it is it's a 
we're all learning a lot. You're, you're definitely not alone. And thank you for being open and, and uh, being one to, to care about the truth and, and talking about this stuff. We got to do it, guys. All right, Tammy, you're up. And Curtis, you are on deck. Oh, you're behind Tammy. Sorry. Hey, Megan. Um, first of all, I wanted to say I'm glad that you're tied up there with uh, Sylvia. Uh, she's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And my dog has to do this every time I get on the chat. Um, but anyway, she's mm -hmm. a good friend of mine. And I know that she's doing great things. And um, I'm glad to see you guys working together. Um, and my... My question for you was, um, I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> oh, hang on one second. Okay, take the other question first. It'll come back to me. Sylvia is amazing, and I love that you guys are close because she's absolutely awesome. She's been amazing on my case uh, for Esther. So, and it, we're like, I literally, we talk all day, every day. So that's awesome, Tammy. <laughs> Mike, go ahead to the next question because I lost my train of thought. That's fine. Uh, Curtis, you're up. Good evening, Megan. Um, I actually didn't have a question. I just wanted to say that I've seen people go through what you're going through with CPS, and it really disgusts me what they do to the children. Uh -huh. um, and my prayers are going out to you for you to win and get your children back and be whole again. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Really. Thank you so much. I, uh, it's, it is horrific. And, and what keeps me going is knowing sadly and horrifically that there are a lot of other children, countless children going through way worse. Um, but you did hit the nail on the head. You know, what these children are put through is really, what is horrific about this and what's really ignored you know we're all in our egos saying we're going to save children and we're doing this and we know that this is best or that's best and really within the system that we have going at this point it, none of it's in the best interest of the children and none of it is even looked at from their perspective um it's, it's really the most heart-wrenching part of all of it obviously um, so thank you for, for bringing that out and, and thank you for your prayers. Truly. I couldn't do it without you guys. <laughs> and God. <laughs> uh, before I get to Tammy, I want to ask you, cause I, I, I seen the video, um, when they took your baby, how old was your baby when they, they took your baby? Uh, she was five days old. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was little, and I'm like, I'm watching that, and I'm like, if I was one of those cops in uniforms, I I, I don't, me personally, no, they, I couldn't do that, because I have a spirit. Yeah, and none of them should have, that's the thing. I mean, CPS is not the law, it's a business. Um, the Children's Home Societies and the different things that handle your case plans afterwards, those are businesses. Um family court and CPS is a business. So all of those officers, uh, if you saw me in the video, I was telling them that they were violating my fourth and 14th amendment um, and more. 
and uh, they all should have stopped to be honest and and none of them did so they will you know they'll be held accountable and you know on top of it and uh, i'm gonna get to you tammy what's really messed up is you know five days old a baby needs its mother and a baby knows its mother and they just created that disconnection to where I know through God, he's going to make sure that that baby gets back into the hands of, of you because um, that that's just screwed up. It is. And it re- that's, you know, that's a big point of this system is that they are removing children. We have now um, at least, if not more than 80% of removals by the system are unfounded at this point. And um, we also then have the, you know, what they love, the science, right, guys? We've got the science that, you know, the extreme brain damage that's caused to children and parents. Um, but children, more specifically, uh, when they are removed from their primary caregiver or primary environment, uh, you know, nothing that's being done, every effort should be made for the children should, to stay in their home, for the family to stay intact. Um, I say it all the time that these are adult issues, you know, where when you are struggling financially or with substance abuse or there's domestic issue, uh, things like that, these are adult issues and the children are being used or suffering the consequences. You know, these are, my daughter was essentially put in prison. You know, she's in custody like a prisoner right now, not me, you know, and this is, and my children are, this is not... Um, okay, it's a war on our family and our children, and our children are the prisoners of war. Um, and we need to stop it. Our taxpayer money and us, you know, giving that and being okay with it and, and grabbing our chest and continuing to do this is what is allowing it to keep going on. So we we really, really need to realize that as the masses, as the, the American people. Absolutely. We have to get our heads together and and figure out how we can uh, fix that problem. And Tammy, I'm well, not going to keep. Oops, go ahead. I encourage everyone. I encourage everyone to go look into what Mary Flynn O'Neill is doing and uh, the organization that she's with. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it. I, I really encourage people to look into her and and people like her and what they're doing if they want to get involved because they are doing things that are real with legislation and um, actually, you know, have been in this fight for our children for a long time. So Nice. Just send me all those links and I'll definitely be dropping them on the wall daily. Okay. Yeah, I will. And Tammy, I don't want to keep you going. You might forget your question (laughs) again. I know, right? Um, So... The um the common thread with all these uh, parents that lose their children for no reason is always like that they can't find a good attorney. Um, so it's been some months since I've last heard um, like a person in CPS really speak out on my show. And I was just wondering, through this process, have you been able to come across like a constitutional attorney that is willing to help you um or have you met some in the process of this this whole unfortunate journey 
That's a great question. Um, I, I've, I've found some really bad attorneys. <laughs> and, uh, and I've found one, maybe two really great constitutional uh, paralegals, I'll say. So that's been very frustrating, actually. You know, I thought that uh, when I started speaking out or when this happened, I thought for sure, without question, I'll, I'll humbly admit, I thought for sure that there would be a constitutional attorney or some kind of patriot. There has to be a, an attorney out there that's a patriot that understands this and is willing to do it. Um, I have yet to find that in my own personal accord. Um, I think now with some of the connections that I've developed now and friendships like with Mary Flynn and stuff, I do have uh, hope for more resources um, and they've been wonderful in that, but it, that's just starting. Um, but, to, you know, I, I hate to answer the question that way, but no, I, I really haven't, to be honest. It's people do need to real. if anything, I've I've really seen how they do take an oath to the bar and not to their clients and how it is a racket. They all work together. They're all co-workers all together, even the ones that say that they're defending you. So I wish I had better news on that front, Tammy. Sorry. Yeah, like the politicians, attorneys, and the follow the science doctors, they all fall in the same category for me. And I think that's, you know, it's it's so unfortunate. And so, well, I wish you the best of luck with that. And my Thanks. mindset was the same. Like, isn't there patriots out there that are like, you know, mm -hmm. seeing this and willing mm -hmm. to speak up? It kind of blows my mind that like, they're not starting like a network to help um, parents like yourself. So yeah, um, my, I, prayer, I, my, my, my prayers are with you, and thank you for coming on tonight, Megan. Oh, thank you, Tammy. Thank you, honey. Oh, uh, I can't wait to tell Sylvia I got to talk to you tonight. That's so fun. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people are seeing that with DeSantis, especially you bring up a good point um, that, you know, my case has, has brought out for a lot of people across the country is, the fact that, you know, for example, DeSantis comes out saying, you know, I'm fighting the big bad cabal and we're taking everyone down. But yet he and he has the, the you know, his state is third for trafficking in our country. And yet he is not speaking one bit on it. He's not acknowledging CPS whatsoever. He's actually giving it more funding. He's promoting new programs for single mothers and apps that will open up families to horrific uh you know, exposure to them and, and loopholes for them to get involved. Um, and, and so it's very, very concerning as, as well as ignoring my case and, and the current crimes of John Walsh and, and Indian River County. So that's very real. If anyone else has a question for Megan, if you press the little button, we can call you in order. And Megan, one thing I want to tell you, because you said you're going to be going on with Nino. Uh, I know there was an interview that I was watching, and Juan has, a, a, I believe, a friend that's a constitutional lawyer that's helping out patriots. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe you can ask Nino, because I know Nino and Juan, you know, they communicate often. Maybe he can help as well. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I put a message out to Juan. By the way, I'm not. I'm not happy with Juan. He needs to step it up. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> he's he's got that message to him. Let's see. Uh, you know what? I will. I will pursue that though. I'm not kidding. I I am a little upset with Juan, but um, and and for that reason, you know, for not getting involved sooner and um having the resources and the, he's literally been like one degree of separation from my case the entire time uh in the background so i'm i'm a little pissed at him especially when i'm my you know when i feel like my safety is in danger and jeopardy and stuff and there's no one you know backing it yeah i thought i would uh because i was listening to that interview and i'm oh my god i got a I gotta tell Megan that. Yeah, Nino, I got my thing with Nino though too. I bust his balls, so it's <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Nino, he tried he tried to. Nino's known about my case from the very beginning, and he tried to you know say, "Oh, are you sure this isn't a spoiled, disgruntled rich girl?" And you know all this kind of uh -huh. stuff. You know? Uh huh. Oh, go no. go ahead, Nino. I thought you. I thought you knew. I thought I was talking to people that knew what was going on here. <laughs> oh well. But then he's come back around and asked for. I was on. Uh, I was on a couple months ago, and I'll be going back on. Uh, after the fifth. So what after today? Sometime nice. coming up. When you yeah. go on there, let him let him know he he has a really big fan that's named. Angie from Mississippi. I will. Funny. Oh, that's my name too, because I do watch it all the time. I was, <laughs> I, I was just <laughs> listening He's to that cute too, but I'll yeah. tell him for you. I'll tell him. <laughs> he, cracks, he cracks me up. Go ahead, Angie. Go ahead, Angie. Uh, he up because he probably was listening to your story, just like. There was a there was a show that I, that I sent to Mike that yesterday with some guy was telling him about this bizarre story about his wife who died a long I mean like thirty years ago and he started going back and because his daughter was trying to get um, some citizenship I forget what country and so they started going back and looking at the death certificates and all that. And he started going down this rabbit hole of he thinks his wife was murdered and all this kind of stuff. And Nino did not know how, I mean, he was saying all this stuff and Nino did not know how to respond. So when you were probably telling your story, probably thinking, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, you know, we were having like calls, uh, you know, behind the scenes, you know, be, before everything. And, you know, you're making calls. My people were calling his people and, and uh, trying to get us on a call together and all this, you know, silliness. And uh, so that's when, you know, he had been hearing bits of my story and he was like, what, what is going on here? But Nino's, you know, bless his heart because he's trying so hard. I mean, he, his mind has been blown just as much as anybody else's, you know, so we gotta, we gotta give him grace in that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He used to call my friend, like, in the beginning, all this stuff. He would call my friend freaking out, like, is this seriously happening or this happening? I can't take it. I don't know. <laughs> if you like, yeah. you can you can do it, Nino. We got to stay the course, bud. Yeah, he's always freaking out. Yeah, bless his heart. 
right, I know you're not feeling too well. Um, you're getting over that cold, so I will make one more last call. If any member would like to speak with Megan, I got one. If all <laughs> right, well, we can go with admin for the win. You're up. <laughs> when you get your kids back, what's the first thing you're gonna make them? The first thing I'm going to make them, um, well, first of all, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to let them go the second that I get them. But once my hands get free, well, that's a great question. I think first we'll make some bread together because we really miss making bread together. And uh, we'll probably do some praise and worship, to be honest, um, and have a little dance party together. <laughs> I got I got a follow up, too. Next time you're yep. on with Nino, can you ask him if that's his real name? Because his parents would have gave him the initials DNR. And I just don't feel like that should be like the initials you get for that guy. <laughs> that's that's real. Like I, I wonder if he's ever if he's ever thought of that, especially after being an ex boxer, right? <laughs> and I'll, exactly. I'll exactly right. Like especially with that profession. Yeah, right. He'd be like, Come on, mom and dad, what's going on? I'll ask him if his real name is Nino. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> God bless. Well, it doesn't look like anyone's raising their hand, Megan. So if you can provide any contact information, your GoFundMe, um, I'll definitely be donating to that tomorrow. Um, oh, and whatever information you can send to me, I'll definitely be sharing it on the group. Okay, yeah. Um, people can find me on Twitter at Megan Walsh underscore. Um, I did just start a little channel here. Um, don't expect too much out of me because I'm not running around nonstop. But I did uh, start the hidden network with Megan Walsh here on Telegram. So I'll be building that up. Um, I share a lot uh, on Watch the Water actually with Heidi. Either I post it on that channel or I send her the information behind the scenes um, so people can find information about stuff there. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the go, the uh, PayPal for the, we, again, we are raising right now, we're focused on raising 2.5 for the attorney uh, for new retaliation that is coming up to be heard on the 11th. Um, so we are raising that. The PayPal for that is Family Farm and Faith. So Family Farm, F-A-R-M, and spelled out A-N-D and Faith, F-A-I-T-H, at gmail.com. Family Farm and Faith at gmail.com for the PayPal. And we really appreciate that. Of course, we appreciate prayers more than anything. God has been moving through this, and, and we do see him working on a much bigger scale, um, you know, to really address the judiciary and, and the, the system that's doing this to us and to our children. So we really need that. And uh, we really appreciate it more than anything. You guys, my heart's so big. Mike, thank you for having me again, as always. And I just, you know, I just love being with good people. And, and I can't thank everyone enough for joining tonight and, and for your time. You know, there was one more question that came to me through a text message, Megan. Let's go. All right, Tammy. 
I'm so annoying. I know. Um, okay, no, so Megan, my question, <laughs> my question for you is, okay, we know your main focus is to get your children back, and I don't want to take away from that at all. But hypothetically speaking, well, hopefully speaking, if all goes well and everything turns out in your favor, would you ever consider, if you had the right constitutional attorney, pressing charges against the police that took your baby out of your arms? Good question. Uh, yeah, that is a great question. And uh, I'm all about justice and I'm all about following the law and not letting this happen to anyone else. And I will absolutely be taking action. Well, that's a good answer because I think that um, you'd be like a trendsetter for parents, you know, because if it could be done one time, then maybe mm -hmm. the, the police would think twice about listening to the businesses rather than the oh, parents. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, that's really, you know, my, my thing here has been the last two years of working towards shifting a narrative that we've been given and, and um, you know, to the truth of what's actually going on. And I think a big thing that's been successful lately with, with what, you know, I've been putting out and, and the ways to approach this and create change has really been to shift that uh, narrative and that kind of uh, dialogue in terms of, you know, the police are on, are supposed to be protecting. And so this is very basic. This isn't anything prof profound. They take an oath to protect and serve their fellow man. You know, this is this is not of the law. This is destroying parents and, and families and children. So anyone in law enforcement or CPS or anything like that, if you're not on our side and not following rules to ensure that you know, children are safe and that they are staying with their families. We know that that is the best interest. Okay. It's, you can't, you can't trick us. You can't tell us anything anymore. It is scientifically proven that the best place for a child to be is with the biological family. No matter what mansion you put a child in or whatever, they are always going to want to know where they came from. They're always going to want their mother. They're always going to want their family. Um, and that's what we need to be doing instead of taking taxpayer dollars and stealing children from their homes and putting them in strangers' homes and paying those strangers and supporting those strangers to take care of the child instead of the family itself. Um, and so to be shifting, you know, when we talk to people within CPS or law enforcement, to really be saying, you know, if you are here to protect our children, then you should be, you know, on our side, you know, in this, you know, that, that, that's just really not a choice anymore. I even had a discussion yesterday with my case manager and, and the energy has completely shifted. Um, you know, they, they can't deny it anymore that this is nationally, you know, this is, this is a national crisis that we're dealing with here. So I think that, uh, you know, taking action, I, like I said, I've told everyone the whole way through, I've gone, I've done the work, pregnant, not pregnant, terrorized, helicopters flying over our houses and, and everything. Um, and I have filed federally. I have done, you know, uh, sent notices of liability all the way up and down the state that everyone has defaulted on. Um, I have sent emails informing everyone all the way up to the governor and, and more. Uh, so no one can say that they weren't aware of it. Uh, and, and, you know, the time is coming. Uh, that's, that's, 
really all I can say right now about what's going on, but there, there will be justice and it will be, uh, you know, a, a great example uh, for, for others going through and for the rest of the country. I think there'll be a lot of great change. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I'm going to put one more call out there. One call. That's all. Uh, if you have a question for Megan, press the middle button and we can call on you. If not, I'm not going to hold her up. Going once, going twice, three times. Megan, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, you are someone that I hold dearly in my heart, and I definitely would love to have you on again. This platform is definitely open to you, so whatever you need to share. Um, if you're doing, you know, you're doing those podcasts. I didn't even know you were doing podcasts. Are you on Rumble or? Uh, yeah, we're on Rumble and Foxhole. The channel again. Yeah, guys, go watch. Uh, we just did an amazing. Oh gosh, thanks, Mike. Um, this past Tuesday, like I said, we did that amazing show with Mary Flynn O'Neill. Um, I highly suggest everyone please go watch it. She offered such amazing information, and we also talked a lot about what people can do, what each of you can be doing um, and, and getting involved in. But that is on Rumble and Foxhole. The channel is uh, Insight, I-N-S-I-T-E. And my show is Red, White, and Boom. You know, do me a favor. When we get off here, just send me um, send me a link to your, your show and I'm gonna subscribe to you and I'll start sharing that on the wall and whatever interviews awesome. you do when that interview is cooked up because you know I, I call it cooked up because you got to go cook it up yeah um, drop it on the wall like drop all okay. your podcasts and stuff on the wall please okay i will for sure thank you i guess i i have to get this patreon thing or something going i don't know maybe i'll have to pick your brain about that if you know but uh i'll definitely start getting all that together and sent over to you it's it's time I start doing that anyways, I admit. So I'll do it. Absolutely, Megan. Um, like I said, it's been a pleasure and hope you have a good night and get rested up so you can get over that cold. Yeah, we gotta we gotta keep in the game. I can't get put out, so I gotta get over this cold. Thank you guys again. Thank you, Mike, for having me. I love you so much and, and thanks guys. Uh, Kelly, Tammy, everybody on here. It's it's great to talk to you guys again, and and I'll definitely be back as soon as I can. I'll uh, I'll send that stuff over, and and we'll we'll keep going back and forth. So God bless everybody. Happy New Year. God bless you, and love you too as well, Megan. See you guys. <laughs>